guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am recording this episode solo. I had a moment of inspiration and decided to just record. Um, I have been thinking a lot about this lately, the question that is posed in the title of this episode, should you prioritize commission work or personal work? And I think that this is a very, you know, very confusing, um, very multifaceted question. It's not obvious. And I think, you know, you're going to hear from some people of like, you know, the best business advice is to always listen to your customers and make custom art and make what they want and respond to the people. And then you're going to hear like this other end of the spectrum, which is like the dot, which in my mind, I envision this like diehard artist that's like, do it for the art, like who stick it to the man, like who cares what they think, you know, like I hate capitalism, you know, whatever. Like I don't need money, I just need art. Like, like I feel like I hear these two ends of the spectrum of like this very commercialized art and then this like almost like countercultural perspective on art that it just should be this like spiritual like thing not attached to money at all. And both it's a very confusing message and i think us artists like i don't know where i land on the spectrum and i think all of us feel that way right i i I would think if you can relate you know um i let me know if you can't i i don't know what planet you live on but i i wish i was on it so i really want to just discuss this topic at length and feel like maybe i come to some sort of resolution with it and my resolution may not be your resolution. This is my podcast though. I have the mic. Um, and you can take or leave whatever I say. So I have been experimenting with this personally. So obviously my business has been very much based on custom commission work. If you are a longtime listener, you know that during the holidays in particular, I take hundreds of orders for ornaments that are all these little tiny custom things and it is very much you know listening to the people and what they want and it's quite tedious i have done a ton of commission paintings of people's houses their dogs their wedding venue you know i you name it like i have done a commission probably of it um maybe not everything but i have done so many commissions and custom work and I got to a level of burnout with it where I would get these commissions and I would be met with this, you know, simultaneous feeling of gratitude, like, oh, wow, like I'm getting paid to do what I love, what I love. And then also feeling like, oh, I hate this, you know, and it's like this, this guilt that I have of like, oh, I'm really grateful, but I, and I feel guilty that I'm not excited about taking this job, but I need to take it right because give the people what they want and that's the correct business thing to do and i'm who turns away business especially an artist you know like beggars can't be choosers like that whole story would come into my head like very loud and i at the after the holidays i basically just decided i needed a break like i didn't think like okay yeah no i'm never doing commissions like ever again, like, and by the way, I have been taking commissions and I'll I'll get to that. But uh, I was like, I just need a break. Like I just, I just need time away. I need to do personal work. And I, I just can't keep doing these commissions. Like I'm burning out. I haven't done a painting that I felt passionate about in a a really long time. Like I just need to do something for me. Um, It felt like a self care thing more than a business decision. And I want to, that's, that's kind of what I want to emphasize is that I've made this decision 
initially not from like a business perspective, but just from a like, I just need a freaking break. And I think a lot of artists can relate after the holidays. We are just like, I am tapped out. Like I've been making for other people for months on end and I just need to do something that's not, <laughs> that's not for other people or not for a means to an end. So I started painting these cityscapes and have just really, if you look at my feed, like you kind of have to scroll pretty far back now to find a painting that is not of a cityscape. Um, it's just kind of been all that for a little while now because that's currently the mode I'm in and what I'm interested in and um, what I'm focusing on. And this funny thing started happening. So A, I was started saying I was saying no to commissions that weren't cityscapes. If I was getting a, if it was a cityscape, I was like, sure, you know, that's aligned with what I want to be doing right now. I'll take that on. And I had a honestly, like I'll be really honest, I had a tough like two months of this year. January and February were like fine, you know, like I got through, but it was it was a little was a little scraping by there at the end. Like just really wasn't having that many sales because I was literally saying no to business, like left and right, you know, can you paint my dog? No, can you paint my house? No, can you paint my portrait? No, can you paint my bouquet? No, like like I've been, <laughs> I've been saying no to way more commissions than, than yes. And um, once again, it was like, I just needed a two month break and I had a, a lot of other life things happen things happening um, and I just kept posting the cityscapes posting the cityscapes making the cityscapes and suddenly this funny thing started happening um, where now all the commissions I'm getting are things I'm excited about I'm getting a whole lot of more commissions that are like do it in your style, whatever you want, whatever you think. And I'm like, whoa, what is this weird world? I'm so used to being like micromanaged by my clients telling me like, I need this color right here and this, that, da, da, da. It's like, I love your style. I want it to be like you. And it's been this like kind of weird, like, you know, I didn't think of it as like an intentional shift. It was just like, like I said before, more of a self-care oriented thing. Um, but it's been a tremendous shift in my work life balance. Like I now can go to work start work every day. And I'm like, Oh, I'm excited for this project that I'm already being paid for. What a concept. Um, and I don't think I'll ever turn back quite honestly. I, I don't, it was, like I said, a little bit of a painful transition there, right? Like it took a little while for my audience to catch up and get the hunch that I'm, I'm not doing your pet portrait anymore. Um, but now that that has shifted, I am getting far more interesting and actually far bigger commissions of cityscapes than I've ever gotten. And the quality of my work has improved and so much has improved. And I just wanted to share all this to say that if you, you are questioning, do I prioritize personal work or commission work? Let me make a case for you right now. And I've got three main points, so buckle in. Point number one, that is the wrong question. <laughs> you know, you are asking the wrong question. And I know that sounds weird because it's like, what do you mean I'm asking the wrong question? Like, you just agreed with me. You just told a whole story that was based upon that question. But aha, I tricked you. Um, actually, what I'm realizing is that it, I was putting myself into that dichotomy. 
I was forcing myself and my work into that split perspective of commission work versus personal work. How often do you hear, like I actually, funny enough, was talking to a group of artists the other day. They had me talk, like just come and chat with them. And one of the artists just outright, I was talking about these commissions I've been doing that have been cityscapes. And she's like, well, do you ever get to work on things that you enjoy? And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? And she's like, well, these, all these cityscapes, are you actually wanting to be painting them? Or is just, are you just getting paid to do them? I'm like, well, yes. And yes, <laughs> like I enjoy them now and I'm getting paid to do them. And it was like kind of a little bit mind blowing to her of like, wait, like, wow. Like she couldn't, I think it was hard for her to wrap her mind around the fact that commission work could be fun. And the commission work could be also personal work. And so that's what I'm trying to say here is if you are splitting it up and I, and I get it, some of you are going to resist this and be like, well, come on, Julia, if you're working with a client, there's always going to be an aspect of it. That's not fun. Yeah, sure. It's work. Okay. I get it. It's not exactly just coming from this place of free inspiration. But once again, I think you are creating a story in your head that commission work has to be miserable has to be work. We have this idea that there are two options as an artist. You do the commercial work and you make money or you do the personal work and you're poor. Why do we have that story? Why is that the case? And I think it's the case because it's just what's demonstrated to us. So today I'm going to tell you a different story and I want you to just Put aside your reservations, put, around, put aside your skepticism for a moment for me and just see where this takes us. Okay, so rewinding for a second here at the, a couple months ago, I was complaining to um, my now fiance about just the commissions I was working on and that I was really not, you know, excited about them and whatever. And he was like, and then at the end of the commission, I was like, oh God, I got through that one. And then I was like, gotta post it on Instagram. And he's like, why? Like, do you wanna get more paint? Do you wanna do more paintings like that one? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I have to post it. Like, I did it. Like, it was almost like I was unconsciously like, okay, check, did it, post it on the online to prove I did it. And, I, and he was like, well, don't you realize that by basically posting this commission, you are promoting this type of work that you you're doing and you will get more of it. And I was like, well, yeah, but I need more of it. People, this is what people want. This is what the people want. He's like, is it <laughs> like, he's like, is it what the people want? Or is it the people are coming to you who want that because you're showing them that, you know, it's like, it's like essentially imagine if you were a coffee shop, okay, and you really just wanted to just sell coffee, like you don't have any interest in selling tea or like matcha or whatever, you're like, we are a coffee shop, but you know, we can make matcha latte. So we're gonna make the matcha latte sign just as big as the coffee sign, the latte sign in the front window. People are, you bet guys that the, you're advertising it. You are literally advertising that you make matcha lattes. You are going to get people who come in and they're going to ask for a matcha latte. And how weird would it be is if you walked into a coffee shop that was advertising, we make matcha lattes. And then that person was like, 
you go to the you go to the counter and you're like, could I have a matcha latte? And they're like, oh God, not again. Another matcha latte? Really? We do coffee. I I think as a customer, I'd be so confused to be like, but you, there's a sign, there's a huge sign that says you make this. Why why can't I have it? Like, why are you upset with me right now? Like, I'm just asking for the thing you advertised. So this is a silly example just to be like, okay, like, why, if you are dreading these sorts of commissions, why are you advertising that you can do them? Shouldn't you just say, hey, you know, we don't do that, but you go to you go to the tea shop down the way there and they, like, that's their jam. Yeah, you're turning away business in that moment. Like, you're not going to make the $5 in that moment from that latte, but you know what you are doing? And you're maybe you're going to take down that giant sign that you have that says you make matcha lattes and, you know, put up a different sign that's another coffee drink you make. You're going to start getting coffee drinkers in your shop. Like you're going to start getting hardcore coffee drinkers. You're going to get people who are just like, this is my jam. Like they specialize in this. They're not trying to be the, you know, Walmart of all things, morning drinks. They are just specific to this, whatever. This is a silly example, but you know, I'm, I'm just running with it. But I, I think you guys can probably pick up what I'm putting down right now is that you need to, you can't be mad at your customer for giving you a commission that you agreed to do and that you have advertised that you are capable of doing. You can't be mad at the customer. You, you, I almost like look back now and I'm like, oh God, like I feel guilty. I like complain so much. It's like, and obviously you're allowed to complain within reason, of course, but like you did that to yourself, like take some responsibility you did that to yourself and you can also undo the situation and change the dynamic. And in taking responsibility for that dynamic, you are suddenly going to be in the driver's seat of the type of art and content that you are going to be creating. You are no longer going to have to say yes to everything that comes your way. And imagine how freeing that is. It would be a really bad, I don't know why, like, I think so often us artists, we don't like to think of what we do as a business. It's sort of like, like I said before, at the beginning of this episode, we think of these two very like polar opposite perspectives of being an artist. And like one is like super commercial, like all business. And one is this very spiritual journey. And I think for some reason, calling what we do a business is like, putting us too far on that like business end of the spectrum that feels icky but between artists here we can call what we do a business obviously and would you recommend to any business owner that they should just sell everything <laughs> it, okay obviously there are businesses that do that like amazon but um I think you got to be some type of crazy to be like, I'm going to be a business that sells everything. Those are the Jeff Bezos of people in this world. We are not Jeff Bezos. We are not trying to sell everything. We are trying to sell a product, right? That is a single product. We are an artist, okay? And it would be a really bad business tip for anyone to tell an entrepreneur that they should just sell everything. Um, 
And I think that we need to get that out of our head. So therefore, you no longer have to say yes to every single job that comes your way. But the problem here that I want to get to is that requires a level of letting go and a level of surrender that is very uncomfortable to most people, not just artists. I mean, like... It is a very unnatural thing to do to have somebody come to you and be so excited and be like, hey, like, I got this great idea. Like, can you paint this for me? I think you'd be the perfect person for it. And and then turn to them and say, hey, you know, that's a great idea, but I don't think I'm the artist for that job or that doesn't align with what I currently want to be working on. That is an uncomfortable boundary and an uncomfortable conversation to have, right? Because here someone's giving you like the highest compliment of, I want your art and you have to say no. But in saying no to that project that does not align with your vi- align with your vision as an artist, you are saying yes to the types of projects that do align. You are saying yes to making more coffee lattes and less matcha lattes and you are saying yes to all the coffee people and no to being a tea shop you know you are saying yes to the type of business that you want to be and that is what I'm talking about here so I this is a really long-winded way of saying you're asking the wrong question when when you're asking do I prioritize commission work versus personal work Because I think in that question, there is this underlying assumption that they're different, that they aren't the same, that they don't align. And what I'm trying to say here is that you can have commission work that is also personal work. And that is what I currently have realized and is the place that I am getting to in my business. And it's lovely. And Another benefit of why I think you need to focus on personal work and actually before I say that, let me also be really clear right now that I think there is also another layer of this question that I want to touch on before we breeze on by is that I think they're embedded in this question is also this issue of maybe not knowing what personal work you want to make. Maybe there is this fear of like, well, I don't know. I haven't given myself time to know what I'm actually interested in because I've just been letting other people tell me. And there might be this level of like, it could be a lot scarier if I decide I want to focus all my attention on painting flowers when I've been painting people's houses um, and what if nobody buys it what if no one likes it like that level of rejection is gonna suck and I can tell you from a firsthand experience that I went through that recently Um, I was talking about this on a past episode I think I don't know I can't remember who I feel like I'm in a, <laughs> I feel like we're, we're friends. And I'm like, did I tell you this before? I can't remember. Let me know if I'm repeating myself. Um, but I, so I just recently heard back from all of these art festivals that I applied to and I got rejected or waitlisted for all of the art festivals I applied to pretty much, except for one that was like my backup, backup festival. And because I'm, I'm assuming, you know, two prong thing. I think there are a lot of artists now coming back to festivals, feeling more comfortable to do it again, but all, and it's more competitive, 
but also because I changed up my portfolio of work. I submitted all my cityscapes and in the past I've submitted my florals and I was rejected as a result of claiming this new direction for my art. And it, it sucks. Like, you know, I, I feel it definitely hurt for a day. And then I realized like, okay, that just doesn't align. That's a door that's closing for me right now. And it's opening up more time for other things. So that's all, all to say that there may be some rejection involved in this process of discovering what your personal work is. And there may be some, you know, you may actually pivot and change, you know, as you go. It, it may not be like one day you decide you are just this type of painter. Guys, it's taken me, I, when did I graduate art school? Graduated art school in 2017. It's 2022. It's been five years and I'm just now feel like I'm finding my voice as an artist. So this, and I, and not to mention I was in art school for four years. It's been a nine year. Oh God, I feel I'm feeling old. This has not been a nine year long journey to feel like I'm actually in line with what I want, with my art being in line with what I want to be making and the commissions aligning. This has been a long journey. So please do not expect this to like happen overnight. It's going to shift and evolve, but if you are in a place right now where like you know the direction you want to be going with your art and you're still the work that you're getting isn't aligning with it, I think this episode is a really great thing for you to be hearing right now. And if you are also in the place of, I have no idea what the heck I want to be painting, I'm just kind of flailing around and this commission work is at least something stable for me, I think this episode's also for you because maybe it's something that you can keep in the back of your mind as you are exploring all these different commissions you're getting. So regardless of where you are at in your creative journey, I think it's an important philosophy to have that commission work and personal work do not have to be two separate entities. And I think once you've identified the personal work you want to create, I think there's going to be a period of time where you're going to have to start saying no, obviously, or you're going to be rejected or whatever. And there's going to be some growing pains and you may be tempted to slide back and take some of those older commissions. And I really encourage you to maybe build in a buffer for yourself for that time frame and be give yourself maybe a time limit of like, if it hasn't started to catch on or if it's not getting better in three months or whatever, you know, I'll take those other commissions, but be aware that it's not going to be a smooth transition at first. And there's a level of this that is training your audience. So the next stage I want to talk about is, you know, in training your audience, you are going to be posting only work that you are excited about. And so that you start to get commissions and inquiries about that type of work. And this will just sort of start to happen then organically. Like you'll start getting those types of commissions and something that is a really interesting benefit of making this switch to prioritizing personal work and having personal work align with commission work is that you will start to notice that you can charge more. So I was, um, went on the tour and I'm going to, I always feel so embarrassed because I feel like I always say it wrong, but it's the, it's spelled Z-H-O-U brothers. And I, I've heard some people say the Joe brothers and some people say the Zoe brothers, but I think it's the pronounced Joe brothers. Someone fact check me on that and I'm 
apologize for my mispronunciation, I'm sure, but I went on a tour of their um, facility and they are these two artists that created this like hub of like studio spaces and gallery spaces all in this kind of big warehouse um, in Chicago that they bought like many years ago. And there's kind of been more of an artsy neighborhood that's been built up around it. And they've had a lot of different artists like come through who've like taken off. So Hebrew Bentley, um, Brantley, excuse me, not Bentley, <laughs> Hebrew Brantley was an artist that used to be have a studio space um, in their um, in their studios, and he had a really interesting journey. And so the guy who gave me a tour there um, was talking a lot about him and how he was like kind of struggling to make ends meet and just kind of was like struggling to find his voice a bit. And once he realized that he just needed to develop his own unique visual language that no one could take away from him that it would make his work more valuable that was when things started to fall into place that's when he started to take off that's when people he started doing these big murals and everyone was like hey that's a hebrew brantley you know like immediately could recognize and if you're not familiar with his work go look it up right now he does these very like interesting characters that you know you can't miss it you're like no immediately that's who did it um, and his work is all over Chicago and that's when his work take took off. And also when he could start charging so much more for his art, because, you know, once again, you go and look at the mural and you're like, that's a Hebrew Brantley. Nobody's going to go like bringing it back to my example I've used at the beginning, which is the dog portrait. If someone just comes to you and is like, Hey, paint my dog, make it look like this unless you have a very distinct style, I think it's gonna be hard for someone to be like, yeah, that's a Julia Hagen who did that painting because it's not your own unique visual language. And so therefore you can't demand as much for that if it's not as unique. If it's totally unique and, you, and only you could do it and it's literally your you, it's like that's a Hebrew Brantley, one of a kind, only, him, his visual language, you have no competition. Think of it that way. You've carved a new market for for yourself and you have no competition. There is no Hebrew Brantley point two. Like there is, I mean, I'm sure there's other artists that have now like mimicked his art and look similar, but they'll never be, you know, him. And I think that's, you know, a space that is interesting and it's something to think about is, you know, do you want to, make more of dog portraits? Do you want to just be like a dog portrait machine and like make a million of them and like hire all these artists to be painting them like crazy so that you can make more and more money and just keep a flat rate for these dog portraits? Or do you want to make unique individual pieces that you can charge way more for because nobody else can make that same thing? It's a choice, right? Like both are valid and both, you know, you can go one of two ways, but one definitely has a cap that comes a lot sooner than the other, you know? Like one is like a time-based thing and a materials-based thing and just how many can you physically churn out? And one is more of a like longer investment of developing your style and your visual language. And once again, both are valid. And I think that journey as an artist, it takes time. Like it's not, 
it's not, I have, I'm not, I'm not also putting myself in the same category as Hebrew Brantley. I am just saying that I'm starting to have this realization and realizing the importance of developing my own visual language just for the long run, you know, um, for the enjoyment of my art. So it's something very interesting to think about is just like, you know, what is the route you want to go? Is it being more unique or is it being more accessible and being able to produce more? So I think that once you have decided the the route you want to go, it just comes down to refinement, right? Like you're just refining this, this thing that you've found that you enjoy and love and you're just continuing to explore it and you will get commissioned work that is in line with that exploration that you're on, right? You won't feel so all over the place um, if you are only accepting work that is very clearly aligned with this mission that you've established for yourself. And that's what I'm talking about is basically at the end of the day, your commission work and your personal work should align with the same mission. It should align with the same thing you want to accomplish. And no matter what that mission is, there is no right or wrong answer. Like I said, it could be pet portraits. It could be like you want to do like you want to paint like 10,000 pet portraits this year. And that's like your mission. Like you want to like be that person. You love dogs and animals and you want to just paint every dog's face in the world because you think they're all so interesting and unique or whatever. Like that's an incredible mission too. Like there's no knocking that, but you could also be, and you could be very unique in, in that style too. I'm just using pet portraits as an example because it's like what a lot of artists get asked to do and it feels rather generic sometimes. So please, if you are a pet portrait artist, do not take offense. Like, you know what I'm talking about. There's a difference here. Um, and also you could be, you know, whatever your your specific thing is, is just like finding your mission and aligning yourself with it. And you can have so much variety within that mission. Like once again, just because I'm painting cityscapes right now doesn't mean I'm going to be painting cityscapes forever, but I'm going to be developing a personal visual language that will grow and evolve and become more refined, just like all of you are going to be. And recognizing that that's the mission and that you don't have to choose between personal work and commission work, that the two can align is incredible and also a way more valuable use of your time than feeling like you're being pulled in a million different directions. So I hope that this rant was helpful to you in some way. I feel like there's so much more I can say on this topic and that I will continue to say. And if you have anything, if this resonated with you, if you feel like you have something else to add to this conversation, please reach out via Instagram at Jesso Girls. Um, I'm a little, probably a little more responsive there lately. I feel like my personal DMs have gotten a little out of control. So maybe reach out via Jesso Girls. Um, and be sure if also, I think we haven't done a questions based podcast in a while, just like you guys asking questions and we respond. So we're probably going to do that soon. So start thinking of some questions you might want to ask us and we will definitely open that up soon. So thank you guys again for listening and stay tuned for next week. Bye.